You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to another episode of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is the lovely, the beautiful, the lone survivor, Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing? I'm surv- I am the survivor. I not the series. Oh, oh that was. Keep going, please. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I Give me could... 12 more bars, sir. <laughs> I couldn't even keep up the first two, man. <laughs> I don't know. What are you trying... Were you trying to do, like, I'm a Survivor? I know. I was, a... trying to do, I was trying to do, like, the, the callback to the Survivor Series episode where I, in the beginning, and I was like, who's going to be the Survivor? But then I forgot how the tune went, and I just messed everything up, and it was just not good. <laughs> Are you referencing our last episode that came out last Sunday, literally two days ago, our Survivor Series pay-per-view? Yes, I was referencing our Survivor Series pay-per-view episode that came out last Sunday. Yes, go listen to that if you have not, because we just did Survivor Series. We've done now, Mikey, we've now done two pay-per-views. We've done Hell in a Cell, and we've done Survivor Series. That is amazing. we're getting there. That is an amazing feat that literally two people have been booking SmackDown Live for on this show. Hopefully better for, than the actual WWE is. I think we've been booking... Well, we've been booking this show since August 21st. So for about a month and a half? I want to say... No, sorry. Two months and a half. Two people have been booking SmackDown Live. Wow. Yeah. I'm not saying we're god And do... And doing their best. Yes. So, stop shitting on her <laughs> undercard women's roster ourselves. <laughs> no, I mean... Yeah, I, us. I, I, I had that thought of, like, you know, our undercard women roster storylines and things may not be the most exciting. Um, and if fans of the show or Twitter and our polls on Twitter... At hit the books pod definitely voted and not the greatest it's definitely low in the polls but then i was thinking about it you know at least almost all of our women have storylines Mm-hmm. that's true like at least we have i mean the only one that didn't have anything was tamina and she just popped up same thing of nikki bella sort of like mm-hmm. and even then like that match of flair and tamina last or last week on smack on smackdown live like 
that even had the storyline going into it of Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan running the show. Like, e- like even though like our undercard might not be great, at least we have storylines for all of our women, and we don't do insane things like Shane McMahon winning the World Cup. Like we just we're we're very. I feel like we're I feel like we're doing a good job, especially for two people. Yeah, I think we're handling it well, all things considered. Yes, I think I think I'm just I'm just in a very reflective mode. I think this weekend. <laughs> um. Oh, speaking of Crown Jewel, uh, what I knew, we knew <laughs> we knew of it. We knew of it going. Hey, very, very. We're taking a tiny little pit stop, and it's not really Crown that Jewel. Was, that was a like weird the, segue. Uh. Well, yeah. Uh, we're taking a quick pit stop, kind of really around Crown Jewel. So it, it seems like it's been confirmed that Triple H, uh, tore his what was it? His pec his pectoral muscle. Oh no. During his crown jewel match. I wouldn't know cuz I didn't watch it. Fair enough. Neither did I. Uh I just saw Twitter afterwards and they were angry. It seems like that. So my question Mikey is obviously we here at Hit the Books, we did not do Evolution, we did not do Super Showdown and we did not do Crown Jewel. So those mm-hmm. did not exist in our universe. No. Does that mean that Triple H is fine and does not have a torn pectoral and, in fact, can continue to wrestle if need be? I would say so because in our universe, he doesn't really do any wrestling right now anyway. He's just kind of being a secondhand manager for SmackDown or a secondhand GM, I guess. Or at least trying to get become secondhand or firsthand GM. With this, with this NXT invasion angle we're planning. <laughs> Plus a weird little thing of Batista at SmackDown 1000. Yes. So we got – so he's at least good in that front. Okay, so Triple H is fine for our show, and he is not hurt. Uh, and he's yeah. totally fine because Crown Jewel does not exist in our universe. Because in our universe, WWE makes good decisions. <laughs> like hiring us. Exactly. Okay, well, like hiring two people who've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, I wanted to uh, next mo- next moving on right along in our pre-show, Mike. Yeah, I wanted to. I did a lot of um, uh, maths, did a lot of Ryan calculations, and figuring out. So obviously, on Twitter, we have our excitometer polls every Monday, our booking polls every Wednesday, uh, and we collect a lot of data and information from that. So I went out of my way and essentially compiled everything um, based on the individual wrestlers to figure out various numbers. One, of course, we ha- we have our record leaderboard of who's uh, doing amazing wrestling, who has the most wins, the most losses, all this stuff. But I figured out, I did my best to try to figure out uh, who the exciter meter, who are the top contenders, who are the bottom contenders, the bottom contenders? Uh, and I, I believe I listed it on here that's saying um who is a draw yeah the excitometer leaderboard and then uh i like them the booking leaderboard who sells those tickies um, who sells those tickies ticky wickies that sounds like an offensive thing you say like in new orleans it does i don't i don't like that i don't like saying it anymore i mean, Anyways, said it and immediately regretted it yeah um so I have a bunch of numbers here, and I just wanted to run them, th- run them by you. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. 
I don't like why why I even I threw like a weird like southern twang onto it too. I was like bayou down in the bayou for Tiki Wikis. Down in the bayous. Oh my god, I hate myself. Anyways, um yeah, so I wanted to run these things by you, run these numbers by you, because I got a lot of interesting numbers mm-hmm. uh, about who is a draw and whose storylines people like, all, of course, according to our audience. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to run this by you. Uh, we'll start here with who is a draw. Mikey, first, I want you to guess, who do you think will be in our top five? Our top five? Yeah, who who does you think the audience is like, oh my god, I can't wait. Who do you think is a draw on SmackDown? Who you think? Wait, wait. Am I saying who the, who the biggest draw is and like not record wise? Yeah, not record wise, not record wise. Just in terms of drawing capabilities, in no particular order. You can just throw some names out okay. there. All right. So I'm thinking, uh, AJ Styles. Okay. Seth, Seth Rollins. Okay. Becky Lynch. Okay. Uh. Dan Bry. Okay. And the bar. Or maybe Undisputed Era. Okay. Well, that is, you're going to be very intrigued then. Oh, interesting. Because a lot of that was wrong. Oh, cool. Um, so there's, there's a distinct thing. Obviously, all these numbers are um, from before our Survivor Series booking polls that really affects the booking numbers, not the drawing numbers. But um, there's a lot of different things going on here. So if we just look at it straight up, our top five are Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong, and then Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense because I feel like Undisputed Era has only been around for a couple of weeks, and they've gotten basically all fours. Yep, and that is exactly right. That is exactly right. I should also say number six, then, is Drew McIntyre. Ooh, interesting. All six of those people have four out of fours. Nice. In their excitometer polls. So, yes, like you said, Undisputed Era has literally had two things, and they've both gotten fours. Now, Charlotte Flair and Drew McIntyre have had a lot more, and that fact the fact that they still have fours is amazing. Yeah. That is that is a big old sight. But let's so let's take out those people. Let's take out Undisputed Era and let's see what we got. Mm-hmm. Our top five would then consist of more in line with your with the names you're given, Mikey. Our top five would then consist of Charlotte Flair at number one with four. Four out of four. Okay. Then Drew McIntyre with four out of four. Mm-hmm. Then Shinsuke Nakamura. Interesting. With a 3.8 out of 4. Okay. Followed by Seth Rollins with a 3.75 out of 4. Mm hmm. Followed by our WWE champion, AJ Styles, with a 3.67. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. Our WWE champion is fifth. If you just take out four people right off the bat, he is fifth. Now, there could be some things with that, like. AJ has certainly had a lot more matches probably than Shinsuke, Drew, Flair, probably even Rollins. Mm-hmm. So his numbers are certainly could be more, I don't want to say accurate's not the right word, but he has more numbers to work with than a lot of these other guys. But yep. of course, Nakamura, Rollins, McIntyre, Flair have all also had, a, they've been here since the beginning, except for Flair who got suspended for four, a bunch of weeks. So they have different things going on with them. So this that is a very interesting lineup. Yep. 
Let's look at the bottom five of who is a draw and who is not a draw, which is also fairly interesting. If you were to guess our bottom five at all, what would you say? Um, the Bear Huggers, unfortunately. Bo- okay, both Bailey and Nia Jax. Singing tag team. Okay. Elias and Aiden English. Do you have one more guess? One more name to throw out there? <laughs> Mojo Brawley. <laughs> Poor Mojo. Mostly because I couldn't think of another one. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I, I I love to say this, Mikey, but Mojo Raleigh is, where the hell is his name, is number 29th out of a total of 66. Interesting. He is, Mojo Raleigh is pulling a th- three out of four. Interesting. On the Excite Show meter. I believe that means he's only had, I believe, one match on SmackDown Live since we started, so that is kind of the reason why yeah um a lot of these numbers are still early but i still find them a lot of interesting um so let's look at it bottom five number one we'll take out we'll take out these people as well we'll take out tamina and nikki bella who would be our bottom two but they don't have any numbers to work with yeah and that's kind of the reason they nick tamina came out of shock so she doesn't have any excitrometer numbers there so let's take them out let's look at our bottom five that would then consist of nia Jax and bailey both at 1.9 out of fours, mm-hmm. which is amazingly low. Yeah. Followed by Liv Morgan and then Sarah Logan, both at 2.21 out of four. Mm-hmm. Quite the jump up from Bailey and Nia Jax. And then followed by the Colognes at 2.25. <laughs> Poor Colognes. Yeah, so... Or like we said earlier in our, our opener, there are women's undercard is not great. With four out of how many women do we have in the roster? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. With nine women, four of them, mm-hmm. well, five if you include it, Tamina, are the, on the bottom of a rung of of who the audience is excited to see in storylines or matches or whatever. Excited to see. Four, five out of nine of women of our women, no one cares about really. Ugh. We need to do something there. Yeah, uh, we, and then, like I mean, it makes me think of like, um, for in terms of like who is a draw, like what sort of determines these numbers? Maybe I think it's a combination of things. I think it's one the wrestler themselves, obviously, mm-hmm. um, how their output is. Two, I think it does are storylines. Is it is it exciting storylines? Yeah. Is is that something that the audience enjoys? Yeah, I guess they. Uh, I guess the way we put Bailey and Nia Jax together wasn't great. I don't know. I honestly, Mikey, thinking about it this earlier as I was pooping, I liked it. I liked how we put their their storylines their them together. Um, I mean, we maybe liked it, maybe it was quick, but, they, but the the fans didn't. Yeah, and that's apparent. Is that it seems like the fans have not. Um, which is very interesting. Um, so yeah. Um, well, let's look at. Let's move on to our booking numbers. Let's look on to things that are sheerly under our. If you were to blame anyone for these numbers, almost definitely they would be us. I mean, the audience I think is a constant in both the who is a draw and booking polls. So I would take them out of the equation. So I think j- this is solely on us. So let's look at these numbers, um, Mikey. If you had to guess. The top five at all? 
top five like records? Uh, no, and just in booking. And uh, just in booking? Who, do you, who, who do you think the audience has liked uh, in booking wise in our top five? Drew McIntyre. Okay. Seth Rollins. Okay. Becky. Okay. Charlotte. Okay. And The Miz. Interesting. You got a lot of those right if I take out a lot of names. <laughs> so I got a lot of them wrong. <laughs> this one is very wild because um, if you look, if you just straight up look at the numbers, the top six who are four out of four are people that have really only appeared on our show once or twice. And they also include people that are part-timers or like semi-retired or people on different brands. Interesting. So our t- I'm going to say top six because number six is insane. So number one and two, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. Okay. Both SmackDown representing SmackDown Live. Then number three is Matt Hardy. All right. Every segment he's been in, he gets him gets him a four out of four. Wonderful. <laughs> then The Rock, then The Undertaker, which makes sense. That that thing of uh. Yeah, they had that good opening segment to SmackDown 1000. Yes. And then here's number six, the Intercontinental Champion, Jeff Hardy. (laughs) What? (laughs) He is number six out of how many people? 65 people. I guess we did book him a lot. Like, we put him in SmackDown 1000. We had him during Matt Hardy's retirement speech. And he was in the Survivor Series match with Mysterio. Which... That one doesn't have a number yet because these all these numbers oh, are yeah. like 24. So, yeah, when Survivor Series come in, comes in, a lot of this will change. Um, I mean, this obviously could change from week to week so a lot. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Hardy could easily have, like, a get a three and he'll go down and then other people come up. But it's very interesting that the only two people are Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, and those people you almost have to take out because they only have two numbers. Yeah. Well, then let us take all these retired people and undisputed era people out of the equation, and let's look at some numbers that are more inclined, more in line with what we think they could be. Okay. You're looking at our number one, top five booking, how the audience likes their storylines. Number one is Drew McIntyre with a 3.81 out of four. Okay. People, based on what I'm seeing, between the draw and booking, people love Drew McIntyre. Good to know. Uh, next up, AJ Styles with a 3.73 out of 4. Mm-hmm. Then Seth Rollins with a 3.57. A nice little tiny little dip there. Okay. Next is Becky Lynch with a 3.5. Mm-hmm. Then Kevin Owens, currently suspended member of our roster at a 3.5 out of 4. Okay. Uh, and that would be our top five in booking. People have liked those numbers. So it seems like, I mean, you're looking at this right now. I mean, um, the top five booking people were all, f- or at least four out of five of them, were all the members of that Hell in a Cell Fatal 4-Way match at Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, so that is that that seems like an amazing storyline that we did, that people really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we actually did okay on that one. <laughs> We did yeah. pretty good. And then of course and then of course Becky Lynch. Everyone loves Becky Lynch. Who doesn't? But uh it seems like despite all the hectic craziness that's happened in our women's roster, Becky Lynch has been able to uh 
stay strong and stay fine, get through it all. Mm-hmm. And then similar to our excite your meter numbers, our booking bottom five, Nikki Bella, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, Bailey, and Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. All these people have low numbers. Nikki Bella has the lowest with a two out of four, which is half. <laughs> but uh, yes, it is it is quite low. It is quite low. Uh, so what are what are some takeaways from here? Um, obviously, our women's roster storylines and things we need to do. We need to build up more excitement in our women's roster. Mm-hmm. How to do that? I guess we'll figure out. And other takeaways? Um, I don't know. Oh, what, do you have any takeaways, Mikey? I think we need to start using some of our bigger draws better. Mm-hmm. Um, like McIntyre. Like McIntyre. Yeah. Um. Like McIntyre, like like just different people, and we need to. I feel like we need to use the entire roster better because I feel like some people are kind of getting, um, cologned. I guess. <laughs> uh, have, it should be said, not a single match on TV yet. Uh, yeah, like I feel like the singing tag team is kind of taking a back seat lately. Sin Cara has taken a little bit of a back seat lately. Mojo Raleigh has done like nothing. Mike Canellas hasn't Mojo been in Raleigh a match has in a had while. One match, I believe. Like Mike Canellas has been doing stuff, but he hasn't like been wrestling. I don't, we won't, oh, how about how about this? I also have a record leaderboard. Do you want me to give our top ten record leaderboard? Sure. I think I have an idea of who's on top. <laughs> it's fairly it's fairly obvious. Um, our top ten le- leaderboard. These do include our Survivor Series numbers. Mm. Uh, number one. And then number two is Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. I split up the tag teams because, you know, we could have someone that's like... Like, for instance, at one point we had Killian Dane versus Rusev. Yeah. So his numbers are different than the rest of... Sanity. Um, sanities, yes. Number three, Seth Rollins. Okay. Number four, Becky Lynch. Okay. Number five, Finn Balor. Okay. Number six, AJ Styles. I'm surprised he's not higher, actually. Yes, he has he has a four two two record. Interesting. Um, Seth Rollins is a five two two. Becky has a straight up. Straight, Becky straight up undefeated, a five five zero. Nice. Finn Balor is a five three. Okay. Next up, number seven, who is also undefeated, Mike Kanellis. Yeah, because he's had like what one or two matches. He's had three matches and he's won all of them. Nice, Mike Kanellis, looking good under the Miz here. Number eight, Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Elias. Mm-hmm. Number ten, Rusev. Got it. So, I mean, obviously, some takeaways here is that, like, I mean, Finn Balor, The Bar, Canellis, Mysterio, Elias, Rusev, mm-hmm. all these people were sort of pushing to. Were we these are people we've been doing storylines with, I guess, semi kind of storylines with, and having matches with. Yeah. Yet, these people aren't in the top five of drawing, on the bottom five either, which is good. But they're not in the top five of drawing, not in the top five of booking. Like, like a lot of these people are just sort of like, I don't know, like they're more, they're there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, if you're looking at, you're looking at drawing power, Finn Balor, according to our audience, 3.1 out of 10. Damn. 
Sorry, did I say ten out of four? Oh, okay. That's that's better then. That's a lot better. <laughs> Whoopsie daisies. But yeah, he is number twenty eight out of sixty six. Huh. He is he is point one points higher than Mojo Rawley. <laughs> Alright. That's pretty good. And of course that's and that's pretty something. That's drawing power. Mm-hmm. That is that's not just our storylines in effect that's like how people view the individually view these wrestlers how the wrestlers are themselves and i'm pretty sure that there's like a thing of like how like the real world wwe affects these results Mm -hmm. because obviously like like i don't know people like becky lynch people like undisputed era so i wonder if like those are doing anything different Mm -hmm. i mean yeah, it's it's very it's very very interesting to say the least for me. Um, and hopefully that was that was interesting for the audience because it is now time. Not really great transition, but it is now time to actually hit our books, open them up, pull out the quill, pull out the ink, and start writing down some storylines, some new storylines coming out of Survivor Series. This is a very long transition, but Mikey, I got. To ask you the question, are you ready to hit those books? Oh, I'm ready. By the way, we've gotten new jingles. <laughs> <laughs> we've gotten wait. We got a bunch of new jingles. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, we are out of Survivor Series. I don't really want to go into the pay per view. How how uh, what happened on those cards? Because you can listen to it yourself, people. What are you doing? Go listen to that show. Yeah, go listen to Survivor Series and come back and listen to this one, and you'll understand everything. Pause this episode. Then, wait, hold on. No, let me tell you what to do first. Don't pause this episode yet. Oh, they already paused it. Oh, dang it. Oh, we messed it up. Okay, well, then download the episode. Okay, uh, they're they're back. That means they they came back. Okay, Okay, cool, cool, cool. You either, you're back from pausing it, because you realize that I didn't tell you what to do, or you already listened to it, in which case, thank you. But if you were the former... Then download, go to wherever you go to listen to podcasts, download Survivor Series pay-per-view, listen to it. Well, no, hold on. Then, then pause this episode, listen to the Survivor Series one, then come back and listen. We'll uh, wait for you. But, you but before, you, wait, come, Mikey, before you come back here, you got to rate the Survivor Series episode five stars. Five meatballs on iTunes. Yes, do that as well. Why are Because you're there. Why not do that? Yeah. And you're back. Okay, cool. It was a good show, right? I mean, yeah, it was remember sick, that right? time when that thing happened? Yeah, you remember that? Whoa, whoa. You remember that? Remember that? Remember when that happened? Remember when that thing that totally was a thing? Remember those wild moments? Me too. Oh, yeah. And it's totally going to make sense. Uh, and if you have not, the thing is, if you haven't listened to that show, this show's going to be weird. It's like WWE, where it's Spoilers? like, you kind of have to stick with it to pay, know what the storylines are. So stick with the show so you know what the story, gosh dang storylines are. Yeah. Gosh dang fool. Okay, well let's hit them books, Mikey. Let's hit them. We are we are we're missing a couple people. We don't have Kevin Owens because he is currently suspended. And we do not have Charlotte Flair because she got a minor injury at Survivor Series. Just for this so week. She is, so we're okay. Yes, just this episode. She just misses this episode, so that's fine. No big But uh we don't have Charlotte Flair this week, nor Kevin Owens. Okay. Plus we have we're out of Survivor Series, so let's see sort of where we want to ro- drive this ship. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts right off the bat? Show opener. 
Ooh, right, right off the bat, show opener, hit me with it. Ms. TV. Ms. TV, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Special guest, Calgary Kid. I love it. I love it. I wrote with special kid. <laughs> uh, with special, special kid. <laughs> with special guest, Calgary Kid. Oh my gosh. I love it. Ms. TV with special guest, Calgary Kid. Okay. <clears throat> okay, then what happens on Ms. TV? Miz introduces his guest, Calgary Kid. He's, he says, my, spe- my special guest today is a person who's also fed up with Daniel Bryan and his whatever, his, like, and he also knows how to win, blah, blah, blah. Introducing him like like we've never met Mike Kanellis before. Of course. And he's like, the Calgary Kid. And Mike Kanellis comes out in the whole garb and stuff. And they're talking about how lame Daniel Bryan is and how awesome they are and how they keep beating Daniel Bryan and how Miz keeps winning and how Miz is great, blah, blah, blah. And then I think Daniel Bryan comes out, obviously. Naturally. as it, This is wrestling. It, you shit on someone, yeah. they're probably going to come out. Daniel Bryan comes out and starts, starts like... He like, has a, like, like, he has a microphone and he, like, puts it to his mouth like he's going to say something and then he kind of just goes... And just throws it away and just, like, starts, like, marching toward the ring. Yeah. Because, like, like what's, our, what's left? What's there left to say? He said it all. Like, he knows Miz. He's done the same thing over and over. Like, what's he going to say? He's a coward again? Like, what's left to say? Let's just fight. Okay. But while he's storming to the ring, we hear the eagle screech, of course, from our, our bird man, our bird GM. Cacao! Page comes out and says, whoa, 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 Brian, before you get into that ring right now, I have, I have something, I have an idea so you can get your, you can get some, you like, you can get a piece of Miz. She says, you and Miz tonight, you versus Miz tonight, Calgary kid, Mike Kanellis, whatever. And the, and Calgary kid's like, who's, who's Mike yeah, Kanellis, yeah, 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 eh? Yeah. Exactly. You, to stop, you have been a problem. You need to step away from, you need to, you can't be part of this match. So, we're putting it inside a steel cage. I love it. And then we have a main event, Ms. Daniel Bryan, or Ms. Daniel Bryan, I was right, Ms. Dan Bryan, steel cage match. I love it. And then, and then when we cut to commercial, they they build the uh, steel cage and uh, construct it all uh, because it obviously was not hanging above the ring. Yeah, there's like a curtain over it. They just ripped it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll put a cur- we'll put a curtain on it or something. Um, but I love yeah, there's it. like a steel cage and people. Uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. Nobody knows what it's for. I mean, or we put Calgary Kid in a shark cage. No. We can, but no. I'd rather do a, we can't I'd rather do do a Steel Calgary Cage kid. match. I think it'd be... We'll offend your Canadian audiences. Steel Cage match, Dan Bryan versus The Miz. For the main event tonight. Yeah. Dan Bryan. The Miz. Steel Cage. Mm-hmm. I love it. Then do you want to go straight to that and finish up the storyline? Yep. I think I think that's that's where we end it for now. 
Okay. Then what happens in this match? What takes place? Uh, I think since the uh, Mike Kanellis or Calgary Kid or whoever attempts to interfere, like they try to open the door for Miz, they try to drag him out, but mm-hmm. it keeps getting thwarted. Like, let's say he's trying to drag Miz out, and Daniel Bryan gets up and like gives him like a running drop kick and kicks him away and closes the door again, keeps Miz in the cage. Stuff like that. I think there's a moment where uh, Daniel Bryan starts climbing the cage to escape. Calgary Kid climbs the cage to stop him. Yeah. And then they tussle or whatever. And then um, Daniel Bryan pushes him. And then as Calgary Kid is falling, Dan Bryan grabs the mask and pops it off. And Mike Kanellis falls out and onto the ground. Oh, here. okay. Here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I, got, I got it. I got it. That was That's a good idea, and I love it. But let me adjust, let me tweak it just a little bit. Okay. He falls into a shark cage. <laughs> and then they raise him up. <laughs> okay. So he he climbs up the cage while Daniel Bryan's trying to climb out of the cage. They're fighting. Daniel Bryan rips the mask off. Boom. There's Mike Kanellis. Then after it gets revealed that it's Mike Kanellis, Dan Bryan hits him off of the cage. But they're on the, the side by the announce table. Crash. Ooh. And through the announce table, Mike Kanellis goes, and then we get, and that basically takes him out of the picture. <laughs> yes. For the rest of the match. I like it. I like it. Dan Bryan, okay, okay. And then um, it sounds like we're going with a D-Bry victory here. Oh, yeah, definitely. He has to, he has to triumph over the both of them. Mm-hmm. He, I don't think he's won a single match in this rivalry yet so, because of Mike Canellis. So now that he's out of the picture, now that he's through the announce table, I'm sure Dan Bryan can take on Miz. Fun fact about Daniel Bryan, he, wasn't, he hasn't won a single match yet. Well, that's about to change. That's all, that's all about to change. Yeah, Daniel Bryan has not won a single match, and so he wins his very first match since the draft, since everything. Ooh, here's a cool spot also. Here's a, I'm thinking of a cool ending spot. Okay, perfect. Let's say earlier, Mike Canellas came when he came to the ring. He threw maybe he like threw a chair in to the to the to the steel cage to help Miz out. Okay. So let's say the steel chair is still in the ring with them. To end the match, I'm thinking Dan Bryan is in the corner. Miz turns around. Daniel Bryan throws a chair at him. Miz catches it, and then while Miz catches it, Daniel Bryan hits him with a running knee chair to the face. One, two, three, or escape or whatever. I mean, it, yeah, that might just be the finish. That might just be the pin. I think that has to be the pin. It's his finisher with a chair in his face. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a finisher to me. That sounds like a way to end the match mm-hmm. by getting belted in the face of a chair with Daniel Bryan's signature running knee. I love it. I love it, Mikey. I think that is the end of this match, and then I, presumably you, you the end can, of this rivalry. You can rivalry get a pinfall well. in a steel cage, right? Or do you? Have yeah, to yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Okay. That actually, I think that is how most uh, cage matches end uh, as um, of late. <laughs> unless you're Kevin Owens. Unless you're Kevin Owens, then you just die, then like just like Canellis yeah, in this match. That yeah, then Braun Strowman just kills you if you're Kevin Owens, and you still win. <laughs> yeah. So Dan Bryan picks up the victory here, and presumably the rivalry of the Miz and Dan Bryan 
not has probably not ended, but it's definitely this storyline is over. It's definitely on a break. <laughs> and we can move them on to other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I love it. Well, what else do we need to do on this show? Um, here's a thing. Harper. Yes. We gotta do something of Harper. Ooh, okay, I did have an idea for that, kind of. Okay. I'm thinking Harper could be backstage, and he is trying to find Bray Wyatt. Okay. And then he finds Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt is, like, is scared that Luke Harper is there. He sees Luke Harper wearing the sheet mask, and he's like, why are you here? Why are you wearing that? Like, he's, like, freaking out, you know? Like, he's thinking he's, like, after him and Matt Hardy, after he's been woken, he's been, he's, he thought he left that all behind. Mm-hmm. And now that it's all coming back to him, he's getting kind of scared. And it also shows, like, maybe maybe Wyatt doesn't really have a hand in this right now, you know? Maybe it's just, like, maybe Sister Abigail is working her way through the the brothers first, you know? Like, trying mm-hmm. to get them on her... Something like that, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's, like, Sister Abigail taking over. Okay, can I can I tweak that? Yes. Harper... Uh... Uh, Harper, does Harper go to Wyatt, Wyatt, or does Wyatt go to Harper? I think Harper goes to Wyatt. Okay, Harper goes to Wyatt with the sheet mask on. Mm-hmm. Wyatt is scared and like, what? Why are you? Why? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Um, all this stuff. She's, why are you doing this? She's gone. She's she's gone. She's dead and gone. All this stuff. Lights flicker. Lights come back on. Harper doesn't have the mask on, and he doesn't know what's happening. Ooh, I like that. He like he like the lights flicker and then he comes back. There's no mask and he's just like, Bray. How? What? Where? How did I get over here? I was in my dressing room last like, like last I remember I was in the dressing room. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, it's very intriguing. I'm very I'm very into this. What if? Oh. What if they see the mask on? Oh no, I don't want to. I don't know if this is overbooking or not. Okay, hit me with it. I'll, I'll, we'll... I was gonna see. What if they see the mask on the floor and on the inside, it's like, like written on the inside of the mask. It just says "Follow the Buzzards." Uh, I think. Well, I think it's a little pushing a little bit too much. Let's. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just let's just. Re- I definitely want to work that in at some point though, like the "Follow the Buzzards" thing, because that's like his old. Yeah, no, I agree. Right, family I, thing. That, that, I want to work that in at some point. I just don't know when. Yeah, I do agree. I think, uh, yeah, that just got to hold off a, a tin, tinsy bit. Yeah, yeah, Yep. Okay, well, then let us. We got to got a backstage segment show opener in our main event. When we come back, we'll figure out the rest of this show, this SmackDown Live show, when we come back. So stay tuned for that. back in smackdown live in hit the books mikey we got a couple things ready do you have any other matches that you're proposing i have one idea okay so i was thinking at some point we have becky lynch coming out 
bragging about how she's like, I'm the best champion on SmackDown. I'm the best thing the women's division's got. Like, our women's team lost. I'm the only champion on SmackDown who won. I beat Ronda Rousey. I am the man. Mm-hmm, Nobody mm-hmm. could step to me. And she's like yelling about how she's the best. And then when she says nobody could step to me, whose music hits? Nia Jax. Ooh, interesting. Nia Jax comes out and she's like, oh, yeah? You want to prove that? And and Becky's like, obviously, like, hell yeah, bring it on. I'll beat you, too. I'll rip your arm off, too. Whatever. Uh, okay. But then and Nia Jax is like, after I beat you, I'm coming for that title. And then who else's music hits? Banana, banana, banana. I can't do Bailey's theme song. I've tried. I thought you were doing like a Madden like ESPN no I was trying to do I was trying to do Bailey's theme song but I couldn't get the tune in my head. Bailey's music hits well, is the really re- got really anticlimactic there all of a sudden. Yeah, so it's Bailey's music and she's like, "Well, I think I deserve a shot too since I was the only since I was the only one left standing on the SmackDown women's team and I wa- and you were eliminated first, Naya." Ooh. And the crowd's like, ooh. But we're still friends. Yeah, it's like, but we're still friends. And Naya kind of gives her like a look like, sure, sure. Um. Anyway, I was thinking this is leading up to some sort of handicap match between Nia Jax, Bailey, and Becky Lynch. A handicap match? Interesting. For tonight? Yeah. Interesting. A handicap match, you say? Mm-hmm. Maybe, 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 like, maybe, like Bailey and Nia Jax are arguing over who gets to fight Becky, and Becky's like, "I don't care, I'll take on the both of you." A bold move, a bold claim from Becky. I mean, she. I think she has the right to make both claims. She beat Ronda Rousey. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Fair point, sir. She's undefeated, and she beat Ronda Rousey. So, like, I think she's pretty okay making bold claims here. That is true. So you're saying a handicap match for yeah. later tonight. Becky's like, I don't care who I face. I could take on the both of you with my hands tied behind my back. Or some shit like that, you know? Okay. And then we make it a hand. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still like, I'm still not sure about a handicap match. That's what's, that's my holdup. That's my hangup. What were you thinking? Um, I mean, obviously, I was thinking like either a triple threat or maybe there's a one-on-one of Bailey Nia Jax. But yeah, I think, I think if we're gonna do something, it should have definitely Becky in it. A triple threat isn't bad then. Yeah. If she's like, I'll take on the both of you. And I was just thinking because we're trying, I, I was still trying to make them sort of a team, but like a team that's like kind of on the way out, you know? Mm hmm. But yeah, agreed. I can see what, I can see what you're trying to do. Um, I feel like a triple threat. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't. I don't know. Ah, uh, Mikey, I just don't know. And we also need a new. I'm just trying to also find a way to get like a new challenger for Becky. No, agreed. We I, I we're de- we definitely can't use Flair anyways. So let's step away from Flair and use someone else. Yeah. Knight comes out. Bailey comes out. We can't use Flair, you know, with how inconsistent she's been lately. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, so, uh, what's the so let's say let's go. Do we okay? Wait, wait. Hold on. Here's here's another pitch. Okay. Do we want to do the bear huggers come out to confront Becky, or do we want to do the country club? I think the bear huggers come out. Okay. Because honestly, I think the country club may have more issues with Flair and Tamina. That's fair. That's definitely fair. So point. I think the I think the bear huggers come out. Okay. Um, do they come out together? No, it's it's Nia. Well, I well in my pitch, it was Nia Jax, and then Bailey comes out. Okay, yeah, they they come out separate. I'm okay with that. Like Nia Jax comes out, she's like, "I deserve a title shot," and Bailey's like, "Well, <laughs> something yeah. like that." Okay, well, let's make it a triple threat. I feel like I feel like there should be stakes on it. Like, I mean, obviously, if you pin the champion, you should definitely be number one contender. But, like, what if they pin each other? <laughs> oh, N- Bailey pins Nia Jax? Yeah. That's that's my other hang-up, is that, like... That doesn't really get... If that if we go that way, it doesn't really get us a big old number one contender spot. That, that's why I was thinking handicap match. I was thinking handicap match, if the Bear Huggers win, they could have a number one contenders match against each other. Mm-hmm. But that that just does that seems weird. I think it's like you're working together to work against each other in the end. Like I don't know, that feels odd. So maybe not. What if we do Becky Lynch self promotion? Then Nia Jax comes out and attacks Becky Lynch. Okay. From behind. Does. Does Bailey come out and try to stop her? Yes. Like Nia Jax attacks Bailey comes out and is like, "What are you doing?" Yes. And then we get maybe a triple threat out of that? Or do we just get the segment and not a match? I think in that scenario it might just be a segment. Okay. Cuz that that definitely opens up the door to something. Yeah. What that may be, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What are your what are your thoughts? I like that. I like the idea of Becky like talking smack, and then Nia Jax come. Maybe like Nia Jax music hits, and then Becky's like looking at the ramp, and Nia Jax comes up from behind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then while Nia Jax is like attacking Lynch, Bailey runs like Bailey runs out and like tries to pull her off, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. That's not how we roll. Yeah, where the bur- we hug. Like, she's like, that's not how we do things. And Nia Jax is like, well, maybe we've been doing things wrong then. No, I don't think she says anything. I think we just, they just, he calm, she, Bailey comes out and calms down Nia Jax and everything. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think potentially the teaser of the storyline is, does Bailey split from Nia Jax? Mm-hmm. But by doing so, I don't know. 
Maybe she can't. Maybe she can't get a championship opportunity. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Bailey turns heel. Yeah, a heel Bailey. I don't know if I don't know if a heel Bailey ter- a heel Bailey <laughs> a heely a heel Bailey turn would make sense. No, it doesn't. Nia Jax is the one who just attacked Becky Lynch. No, but I do like the idea that like we hug here and then Nia Jax and Bailey hug and then Bailey goes for a hug on Becky Lynch and then does a Bailey to belly. Ooh, that'd be cool. And then we get like a heel buggers or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just pit- I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what sticks. Yeah, so maybe let's just do this promo here. Okay. And we'll and we'll do that. Uh, because we're doing this promo backstage segment and everything, I figured we cut a match. Yeah, we do have a lot of uh, segments here. Yeah. And that way, we'll just do four matches on this episode. The other match I wanted to propose to you, Mikey, was very simple. Um, was a match to um, Rey Mysterio versus Bray Wyatt again. Okay. Um, and in this match, uh, Luke Harper comes out with the goat mask on his face um, to the entrance ramp. Okay. And Rey Mysterio gets distracted by it, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bray Wyatt wins with a roll-up or something. Or Bray Wyatt turns around, hits him with the sister Abigail. Or what? Mm-hmm. Did he change the name of it when he became Woken? Or is it still called the I don't think... sister Abigail? I, wonder, I don't I wonder. know. Let me look that up. Um, but yes. And then I think and then I think following that... So Bray Wyatt get, picks up the win against Rey Mysterio, against the United States champion Rey Mysterio... And then maybe, like, the lights flicker and Harper is gone. And then Wyatt, instead of Harper finding Wyatt, Wyatt goes to try to find Harper to be like, what the hell? Maybe. Ooh. Ooh, maybe. Okay, and yeah, and then uh, Harper goes, or Wyatt goes up to Harper. And he finds Harper with the sheet mask on, and he's like, what the hell, dude? Interesting, interesting. And then the lights flicker out and all that stuff. Okay. And then, and then, yeah, and then the whole thing happens. Okay, I think I like that idea. Okay, and this also gets a um, Bray Wyatt win, his first win. Against the United States champion. Yep, 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 yep. So we, uh... Nice, nice, nice. Looking good for D-Bry and Bray Wyatt and B-Y. Yeah. D-Bry and B-Y. <laughs> I mean, they were, Dan Bryan was part of the, the Wyatt family for a bit. Dude, we got a new tag team brewing. D. Brian B. Y. <laughs> and they were kind of on Nexus together for, not really. D. Brian, Brian B. Y. Yeah. Ooh, and maybe instead of the lights flickering, Wyatt can like, maybe like Wyatt like is like, what are you doing? And he like shoves Harper, and the mask falls off, or something. No, I feel like it's gotta be spooky. Okay. I'm, I, okay. I feel like it's gotta be a, a spookiness. Okay. Okay. Because I like the idea that Abigail is possessing yeah. um, Harper. Also, is when the mask comes off, is it like on the ground or is it like just gone? I think it's just gone. Okay. I don't. Th- I don't think the mask was real. <laughs> it was an illusion. Okay, Bad Hardy, settle down. Okay. Well, um, we got Rey Mysterio, Bray Wyatt, uh, Dan Bryan, The Miz, backstage segment, Becky Lynch self promo, Miz TV of special guest Calgary Kid. <laughs> Uh, we got two more matches here. What are we thinking, Mikey? I'm thinking hmm. we got to do something of Undisputed Era and AJ Styles. I agree. 
how did we how did we end what did we do oh so yeah undisputed era beat adam cole pinned uh aj styles right before survivor series and then undisputed era didn't have didn't do really anything it didn't do anything at survivor series no they did not so maybe I also think Roderick. We do something. We have a match of Roderick Strong. Okay. Because he has not wrestled yet. Against Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> a bold claim. <laughs> um, um. Against against who? Do we have who do we have? Uh, Roddy Strong fighting here. Uh, my guess is really either a member of the Bar or Styles. I like I like Roderick Strong versus a member of the bar. Yeah. Roderick Strong versus Cesaro. Sure, I like that. Okay. Um I'm just gonna put that in match one for right now, but obviously we can move it to match three in case we had something else. Okay. Roderick Strong versus Cesaro. That's how that's how you pronounce his name. Got it. Cesaro. <laughs> Okay, uh, uh, obvi- and obviously I would imagine Sheamus is here. Who's with Roderick Strong? I'm assuming the rest of the Undisputed Era. All th- all, all four of them are there? I mean, that's what usually happens, right? When, he, when they have a singles match, they all kind of are chilling by ringside. Fair enough. Uh, Styles there. Rest of Undisputed Era on commentary. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about... No, we just put Roderick Strong, so... Uh, um. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley could be manager position, and, and then Adam, Adam Cole's Cole on commentary. commentary. Nice. And AJ you. Styles is also on commentary. I don't know. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Do we do that? Maybe. I feel. I was thinking AJ Styles can come out and try to like, um, like if Undisputed Era starts getting involved in the match, I was thinking AJ Styles comes out and like helps kind of even the odds. Because right now, like on the manager position, it's Sheamus versus Kyle O'Reilly and and Bobby Fish. Yeah. Well, what about this? Okay. Let me let me let me hit you with a tiny pivot. Okay. Uh, Adam Cole's on commentary during the match. AJ Styles jumps the barricade and hit the text Adam Cole. Ooh, I like that. Maybe like maybe like Adam Cole's like leaning back in the ch- in the the commentary chair and AJ's like behind him in the stand in like in the you know how like they have like the crowd like right behind the commentary table. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's like right there, and he just grabs him, pulls him over, and they just tussle. Yeah, and they brawl to the back, and then like, uh, Kyle O'Reilly or Bobby Fish could be like, go 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 help him or something like that. Yeah, that and then that gets. Like one of them stays O'Reilly and Fish out of Strong's corner. I was thinking maybe like one of them stays and the other one like goes to help Adam. So Strong's okay. not completely alone. I feel like they're smarter than to just leave Strong alone, especially with Sheamus in the corner. True. Well, then, well, I mean, we could easily say that uh, uh, O'Reilly runs over, Sheamus stops him with a brogue kick. Yeah, and then it's just Fish and Sheamus ringside. Yeah, essentially, and no one's and no one's there to help Adam Cole. Nice. Well, th- at that point, I feel like Fish would then run over and then do some sort of insane like he'll run over and do like run up the steps and do like a knee to Sheamus's face. Okay, 
He take and then so Seamus takes out fit. Uh, Seamus takes out O'Reilly. Then Fish takes out Seamus. Yes. Okay. And then the, and then after that, does Fish run back to find Cole, or does he stay with Strong? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think uh, part of me thinks just Strong gets the just just fucking back cracks Cesaro and he picks up the win. Like in that chaos Wait. and distraction stuff. Oh, so maybe like oh, maybe like so you're thinking like uh fish hits the knee and then Cesaro's like hey, what are you doing? And then he turns around into uh Roddy Strong. Yeah. With his backbreaker thing that that in, and I know what you're talking that like suplex into like kind of like it's it's Heart, it's like a suplex no. into no, it's like a suplex, and then he, like, drops him onto his knees, right? Yeah. God, what is it called? I want to say it's... I wanted to say it's, like, a heartbreaker or something. Oh, man, what is it? I thought it was called, like, the... For some reason, I thought it was called, like, the gut check, but that doesn't make sense. The end of heartache. That's what it is. Interesting. Yeah, who, is the, is... who has the gut check? Um, I also recognize that name. Um... Gut Check Wrestling. Let's see, Google. Oh, that's Gut Check apparently is a wrestling event. Whoopsies. Gut Check uh, Finishing Maneuver. Darren Young. Why do I remember that? <laughs> I don't know. What is this move? I think it's kind of like Roderick Strong, so he drops a front side on, their, on his knees. He puts him into a fireman's position. And then yep, he, and like, drops. Yeah. Over onto his knees, right? Knees. It's kind of like an end of heartache. Almost, almost that. It's, it's like an end of heartache, except instead of the beginning being a suplex, it's a fireman's carry, and they drop him on the other side instead of the back. Yep. Okay, and then uh, Roderick Strong gets the win over Cesaro mm-hmm. with the end of heartache. And then Undisputed Era runs back to try to find Cole. Yeah, yeah, and then there's a like, chaos and... yeah. And it's like him. Hey, it's like uh, boop, 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 punching, punching, punching. Yeah. And then security comes out, or not security, but like you know how like Fit Finley comes out for whatever reason, just like hey, get off. Yeah. Um. Uh, awesome. Perfect. And that's match match one or match three. We have one more match to put in here, Mikey. Any thoughts? Uh, one of my thoughts was: Do we see them fighting backstage, or do we just like cut to that and maybe we just like forget about it? I don't know. Um, or do they just go to the back and we just kind of move on? I think I think I think maybe um, I think uh, the undisputed era gets Styles and and Cesaro and Sheamus off, and then they just sort of like just run. They they just run through the crowd through the arena, just like they're like bouncing out. Gotcha. Okay. I I think that'll be it. Sounds good. Okay, well, we got one more match, Mikey. What other things could we do here? Do we want to do anything with the singing tag team? Because I feel like we just kind of forgot about the singing tag team and Rusev's rivalry altogether. Oh, almost definitely. (laughs) Do we want to just just forget about that? When Survivor Series rolled around, we... Drop that ball yeah. so quickly. I feel like nobody was into it anyway. People were into it. People liked the 
according to our audience, people liked the turn and people liked the the uh, at Aiden English leaving Rusev. Um, I don't have the numbers on me, but I remember it being like high. It was like either like a three point five, or like a four or something. So do we want to revisit that? Well, since then we really dropped the ball, and I partly I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, I don't know either. Um. Is there any other? Well, before we go to singing tag teams, is there any other people? Oh, well, we got. I mean, part of me is like, "Hey, Drew McIntyre." Oh yeah. There's so okay. Here's the other thing about. Here's a huge thing I'm learning about doing this show. Mm-hmm. Is like, there's just so many people. Yeah. Like there's so like we have a really packed show here, and. We have Nakamura not being used, uh, McIntyre not being used. So far, Rusev, Elias, Balor, um, Kanellis, our tag teams aren't being used. Like, mm-hmm. like there's so many people in this gosh dang roster. Oh, yeah. I just don't know what to do with them all. So maybe we do... A tag team match for the last match. Going into our main event. Yeah, that might be interesting. Might be something to do. Yeah. Who do we want to use, though, is the thing. I feel like we haven't used the Usos in a hot minute. Actually, I did have one, like, open challenge match, right? Um, yes. Yes, they did. Okay. They were the one of the early ones. Okay. I mean, part of me always wants to go to the revival. I, I mean, same. Here's the th- other thing: is that like now it's like our tag team champions are in sort of a feud with undisputed era. Yeah. So it's sort of like I don't know. Um, like, what do we do with our other tag teams? Do we do an under like, and then that becomes a thing: do we do an undercard tag team match stuff, or do we do another women's match? I mean, I don't really want to do a wins match here because I feel like a Flair Country Club storyline's coming up. Yeah. So maybe that we have to save that for next week. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, we also have Nakamura, Balor, singing tag team, Rusev, McIntyre, he said. Like, maybe just do a tag team match. Or do we do an undercard match? Ugh. I think we, I think we do a tag team match. Um... Make sure people don't forget about our tag team division, you know? True. True. So, um... um any, I'm thinking any... maybe the singing tag team could be in action again. Start putting them back in people's brains. Okay. Singing tag team versus the Usos? Yeah, that could be a good match. Did we already do that match? Did we? We might have. I remember we did, I think, singing tag team versus Slater and Rhino. But I don't remember if we did, uh... We could do singing tag team versus the Colognes. Well, that's the problem because then the, they won't have a match then because the Colognes can't. The Colognes. That's their. That's their thing. They can't have a match. <laughs> they can't have a match. Um. Uh. No. Uh. Aiden English, and the singing tag team has not faced the Usos yet. Do you want to do that? Yeah, we can do that. Usos versus. English and Elias. Yeah. We still don't have a good name for him, huh? Part of me likes English and Elias because it does feel like a um, 
you know, sort of like an old, like an like old, a uh, Hall Notes kind of thing. Yeah, I get Hall Notes vibes off that. The, mm-hmm. I mean, like that. Okay. Okay, so I think just a simple tag team match. Who picks up the win here? I don't want to do another interference thing here. Me neither. We already have it with Roderick Strong and Cesaro. I mean, not then, really. We have it. We have more. Like I'm thinking, like somebody runs in interference, which we have with Mysterio and Bray Wyatt, and also kind of Dan Bryan and Miz, and also kind of Nia Jax Becky Lynch promo. F. Yeah, let's not do that then. Um, who picks up the win here? Do we give it to English and Elias? Is what I'm thinking. I don't know. Do they win in some sort of sneaky heel fashion, or do the Usos come out on top? I mean, part of me wants the Usos to come out on top. Usos are such a great tag team, and what? And if we're not really like, part of me is like, we're not pushing really the English and Elias. Like, we don't have anything for them really. Mm-hmm. Which I wonder how many times it happens in actual WWE, where like when they have like that big ending, and they're just like, I got nothing after that. Yeah. Like they were like, we got to this point. We're like, yeah, we we know. got we got to the singing tag team. We had that awesome turn, and then it was just like, fuck, what now? Yeah, I wonder how many times it happens in WWE where the writers are like, uh, I don't know. What do you have? Do you have any ideas? Like we don't really like. So part of me is like, we don't really have anything for them currently. But I don't know if I want the Usos to lose, and it, let alone in a sneaky way. I mean, we already have a lot. Of, I mean, not really. We don't just really have sneaky finishes, but uh. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, to me, the to me, I think the Usos winning feels right. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. I think we're both in agreement that the Usos winning just kind of feels like it's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, so I don't want to break up that singing tag team, but it's just like me neither. We just need to find something for them to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, what if we just make it? The Revival instead of the singing tag team. Okay. Uso's Revival. Has that match happened? Maybe. Let me look that up. Even if it has, I think it still could be a good match. Yeah, I mean, even then... we Like, could, either way, it's fine, yeah. If Even then, that rivalry, if we make a rivalry out of it, could just be, like, no tricky business, just straight up, like, wrestling. Wrestling, yeah. Just, just four dudes... Poor dudes. <laughs> okay, let's see. Dash Wilder. No. No? No. Uh, they have not. All right, let's do Uso's Revival then. That sounds good. Now, and sorry, English and Elias, to catering with you. Who wins we'll figure, between the Usos? We'll figure something out, I promise. Yeah. Who wins between the Usos and the Revival? Still the Usos or still the. I still I, I still think the Usos win. Okay. Okay. Usos pick up the win here against the Revival. Who pins whom? Do you have a preference? No, I really don't, I don't think it matters. Jimmy pins uh, Dash. Okay, deal. Jimmy pins Dash. Just a, you know, a good good tag team match. Yep. A good old tag team match. Okay. Yep, yep. yep. We got the card here, Mikey. We got the card here. You know what that means. When we got that card, we got to mess with it. It's time for the randomizer. That's a different show. Randomizer. Are you trying to do prices right? No. 
the randomizer, anything could happen in WWE. We have someone suspended currently. We have someone injured currently. Like, anything could happen in WWE. So we try to replicate that with a randomizer. If you have any ideas for the randomizer, please tweet them at us at HitTheBooksPod. Please, and we'll shout you out when we get it. Other we than will that, put it Mikey, on the randomizer, and hopefully it won't screw us that bad. But if you really want to, if you really want to see us hurting, you go for it. We'll put anything on the randomizer, whether it hurts us or helps us. Oh, if it definitely helps up, if it helps us, we're definitely putting it on. If it hurts us, we're begrudgingly putting it on. <laughs> if it hurts us, we'll put it on, but we won't be happy about it. Mikey, whose turn is it? I believe it's my turn. Correct. Yes, because I did the the pay per view. Yes, you did. Okay, then I am clicking it's refreshing let us see what we get if it's another wellness policy violation i'm gonna scream (laughs) me too i me too oh perfect perfect easy well kind of in a a short term i guess nothing happens have a great show awesome uh nothing happens have a great show so this card is now officially locked but, yep. like as we agreed, because we hate ourselves and we're sort of sadists that way, because nothing happens have a great show has been picked, it is now... We have to remove it. We had a total of five. It is now removed from this thing. When we get down You're to down zero, to we'll put the two. five back on. Now there is a higher chance that something that could hurt us will be on this show. Yep. That is fine. In the meantime, let me run over this lineup, this card for you, my boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we open up the show with Ms. TV with special guest Calgary Kid, all the way from Calgary, Canada. He's he's here. Um, mm-hmm. They talk about how lame, of course, Dan Bryan is, uh, who then comes out and, you know, he wants to say something, but what else is there to say? He charged that ring. But before we can get to the ring, GM Page, her music hits and she stops Dan Bryan. And you know what? I got a way to settle this with Calgary Kid or whoever that is. Uh, can cannot be involved. Steel cage match tonight. Uh, and that mm-hmm. main event is set. Next up, Roderick Strong versus Cesaro with Adam Cole on commentary. Sheamus by Cesaro's side. Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley by Roderick Strong's side. Uh, match goes on. Very strong match. Haha. <laughs> Um, but then from be from behind the commentary booth, AJ Styles comes out and attacks Adam Cole. Uh, O'Reilly goes to help Adam Cole, but eats a bro kick from Sheamus. Bobby Fish then runs over, jumps off the steel steps, and hits Sheamus with a knee to the face. Adam Strong then hits Cesaro with the end of heartache, and then the undisputed era bounce out of there. Adam Strong through the arena, and what did I say? Adam Strong. Adam Strong, yes. Adam Strong, <laughs> he, they, had, they had a child together. Um, it was beautiful. Uh, an Undisputed Era, bounce out. Um, it looks like they're taking over. It looks to be uh, they've met some strong adversaries. Mm-hmm. So maybe the takeover might be delayed at least. Um, promo next up, Becky Lynch doing some self-promotion, talking about how she's the best woman in the division, not just the SmackDown roster. The division, and she has beaten the undefeated Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. She -hmm. can take on anyone. Whose music hits? Nia Jax's? But she doesn't come out. Instead, she comes out and attacks Becky from behind. Beats up Becky Lynch, our SmackDown Women's Champion. Bailey, Nia Jax's tag team partner, the Bear Huggers, comes out. Bailey comes out, 
stops and calms down Nia Jax, and the two walk backstage. Mm-hmm. And we, I guess we then cut to commercial. Next up, Rey Mysterio versus Bray Wyatt in a non-title match. Harper, during the match, Harper with the goat mask comes out, not in the ring, but comes out at the entrance ramp and stands there looking at the, what's happening in this match. Mysterio gets distracted for obvious reasons. He did mm-hmm. cause him to lose at Survivor Series. Wyatt then hits Mysterio with a sister Abigail and pins him. The lights flicker, and then Harper is gone. And Bray Wyatt then rushes backstage to figure out what it is. We go backstage. We have Harper find, sorry, Wyatt finding Harper wearing that goat mask still backstage. Wyatt is scared. He doesn't know what Harper's trying to do. He says Abigail's been deleted. I don't know what is happening, what's gone through your head. She has been deleted. Um, the lights then flicker, and when they come back on, Harper no longer is wearing the goat mask. It's not in the room or anything. And he is very confused how he got there. He has no idea what Wyatt is talking about. Mm-hmm. Match number three, the Usos versus the Revival. Jimmy Uso picks up the win over Dash Wilder. A very nice, clean, simple tag team match. Um, yep. A nice little undercard thing we could have building here in Wrestling World. Match number four, the Steel Cage match, Dan Bryan versus The Miz. Um, during the match, Calgary Kid is constantly trying to get involved. Um, as, even though it's a Steel Cage, there's so <laughs> many ways to get involved in this match. He, throws a cha- he tries to throw a chair and he tries to stop Bryan from escaping. The At whole, one point, he, the whole actually, nine, he tries his best. He tries his best. At one point, when Bryan tries to escape, the Calgary Kid tries to stop him. But Brian rips off Kid's mask, revealing it to be, of course, Mike Kanellis. Mm-hmm. Brian then pushes him off the cage and on into onto into the announce table below. There has been a chair inside that's been used from people, so Brian picks up that chair. Miz runs over. Brian throws a chair at him and hits him with that running knee and pins Daniel Bryan pins the Miz one two three. Daniel Bryan wins. And has put away the Miz yet again. Uh-huh. Um, and that is the end of this return home show from Survivor Series. This has been hit the books. Oh my gosh, Mikey, what a show! What a show! I'm loving it. What a great uh, return home show. Yes, I honestly a really good show. I'm, I'm really happy with how it came out. Um, Me too. I'm excited. I think, yeah, there's definitely potential with this Becky Lynch storyline, this Wyatt mm-hmm. storyline I'm really into. Yep. Um, I like the tag te- the simple tag team action with the Usos and Revival. That could be a very good weekly thing or something. Mm-hmm. Um, good steel cage match, good strong Cesaro match. I mean, I, I thought this was a really good, really strong uh, show. I agree. Well, thank you all for listening to Hit the Books. For more wrestling fun... You can be a part of the booking community and talk and follow and tweet at us at Hit the Books Pod. Um, there we have our Monday and Wednesday excitometer polls and booking polls. You heard us at the top of this show. A lot of that stuff does matter, and a lot of that helps us make decisions more. Uh, we did not use Drew McIntyre this show, but I'm certain we're probably going to use him next show or whatever. Oh, definitely, hopefully. most definitely. 
We got to do something of McIntyre. Ooh, maybe McIntyre Balor, McIntyre Nakamura Balor. Uh, I was thinking McIntyre Dan Bryan. McIntyre Dan Bryan. Ooh, Finn Balor the Miz. I don't know. Maybe Nakamura could be doing something as well. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Mojo Raleigh. Ooh, I don't know. I actually, I actually kind of have an idea for Mojo. Okay, we'll save it for next. Tease the audience. <laughs> Tease the audience of a Mojo Raleigh thing next week. You hear that? That's audience retention. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to hear it, make sure you subscribe to this Hit the Book show. Thank you so much for listening. Leave a review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this week's episode. Until next time, we've got two... We've got two words for you. Book it.